Connor. You gotta get me out of here. They keep showing me lights. No, I'm still mad at you. Well, if we're going to the Titan, but you knew I wanted to get a promotion. You're supposed to be my mentor. You snuck off in the middle of my shift without saying goodbye. You know who my best friend is now? My mom. It sucks. It's like work. Look, I'm a hologram, okay? I'm sure real Boimler had his reasons. I don't know. Maybe did you ever intimidate him? What? No, shut up. No, no, no. Mariner. Welcome, everybody, to Deep Space Pride, a gay Star Trek podcast. My name is Mike. I am one of your hosts. And with me is my co-host, Johnson. Hey, Johnson, Mike. how are you? Oh, hi. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm yeah, a little tired, you're tired still. You're tired. Yeah. How, you're has, how has your in- reintegration to work and life been? Oh, it's been fine. Monday was, like, insane. But... I'm fine. I survived. It is Thursday. It's almost Friday. So I'm good. Yeah. I mean, this week, this whole week has been just like crazy and drowning, but you know, it's fine. What about you? Uh, yeah, it's been, I mean, it's been a busy week. Uh, mm-hmm. We've had a couple of dinners. Uh, we right. Were recording, we yesterday. We're, yeah, we're, we were recording Thursday night because we were all out to dinner with our friend Tony for his birthday last night. Mm-hmm. So here we are on a Thursday night recording. I was very rambunctious. You were, you were. Yes. Yes. I brought which the does, energy to the which table. Which does not phase me as much anymore. <laughs> after uh, living with me for like basically five days. Yeah. After, after being in Vegas with you for five days. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no. Um, yeah. I'm anxious. I'm, well, I don't really have a whole lot of off time, but tomorrow I'm going to rest and relax oh how lucky wait you're gonna take the day off uh mostly yes oh nice for you well i mean i'm gonna work on sunday i'm always work on saturday mornings so it's not like sort of my one day but again i actually can't really sleep in because i'm gonna go get a covid test in the morning so oh that's right that's right yeah well godspeed I mean, my at-home COVID test yesterday came out negative, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I just like to be responsible, especially, you know, it's been four days since we've been back from Vegas and I feel fine other than just tired, which isn't related really to anything. Just I haven't been sleeping well. Which, right. Um, yeah. My sleep has also been spotty since coming back. I'm not jet lagged, but something is like I'm better now, but. The first couple of days were like a little off. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we got back late. We lost a couple of hours that first night. I don't think my body knew what day of the week it was or where I was or. Yeah. But we're here. We're back. Yeah, we're back. We're going to talk about our experience at Vegas. Correct. Correct. And we're also going to talk about uh, Lower Decks season premiere. That's great. Energies. So we're excited. We have new Star Trek to talk about, and we have some convention 
experiences to talk about. So yeah, yeah why don't we uh, why don't we start with the convention? Yeah, let's do that. Um, so we talked a little bit about, you know, obviously everyone who's seen us has asked us what some of our favorite parts of the convention were. Uh-huh. So I was surprised to learn your favorite part last night at dinner. Yeah. So why why don't you share with our listeners what your favorite part of Well, the should we talk convention? about I mean, I, I want to talk about the convention as a whole. Oh yeah, um, yeah, sure. So of course I can talk about my favorite part. So I already you already know my grade for the convention. Yeah, is, we'll we'll talk yeah. about grades at the end. I mean Oh the end. Uh, you want me to save it yeah. to the end? Yeah, let's talk about the grades at the end. Um, but let's yeah, let's start with like our highlights for the Okay, okay. For the convention. Um yeah, so funnily enough, um my favorite part uh slash highlight of the convention was the vendors room, which is surprising to some of our longtime listeners because I'm just not I, I'm not a buyer of things. You're not a as, collector. You know, yeah. I'm not a collector by any means. I I actively avoid collecting. Um, I hate things. So usually the, you know, having going to a vendor's room is probably not uh, something that I would be like, oh, let's go, you know. Um, but I do have to say that what I really did like about the vendor's room, other than the fact that Fancess was there, Fancess was there and it was nice to see all the guys. Um, I would say that it was just, well, first of all, it's insane. I've never, you know, we've never been to a convention. I've never been to any sort of convention, not like Comic-Con or anything like that. Right. We've never been to a Star Trek convention. Yeah. Um, so this is my first convention and my first Star Trek convention. So it was just like incredible to see how much merchandise there is. And obviously there are other franchises that probably have more. But for me, it was just a blast from the past. Like all these people had all these things that I had when I was a young Star Trek fan, whether it be like all these like pocketbooks of like various Star Trek novels, or I think I mentioned it once, but like on this podcast, but I was um, at some point, I was an avid collector of the Star Trek collectible card game which for those of you that don't know it's similar to like magic um but it's all star trek themed um and i used to play a lot of that when i was in junior high school so i used to like spend a lot of money actually collecting these cards so i saw a lot of that um at the convention and then it was just like very you know i'm not a sentimental person by any means but it was very nostalgic it was like very like oh my god like, you know, these books, these cards, the stuff, these magazines, like, you know, we used to collect um, different magazines, but um, the Star Trek Communicator, like things like that, it was just like, oh my God, all the shit, you know? So it was nice. It was nice to kind of like see that. I still have like the all that shit back at home at my parents' place. Um, and just kind of like seeing it all there. Of course, I didn't buy anything, but but just seeing it all there, it was like kind of cool. cool. And honestly, just seeing how much stuff people, all these vendors, you know, a lot of this stuff they've they've collected themselves and now they're selling. And it's just like I can see how they would have like a whole garage full of boxes 
of all of these things. And it's just kind of amazing that honestly, these people just collect this much crap. But, um, you know, again, uh, very, very nostalgic um, in many ways. But I would say that, that was probably my favorite thing. Like one of the standouts from the convention. Um, panel wise, I'm trying to think of my favorite panel. It was, um, I'm trying to think, I'm, sorry, I'm trying to sort through in my mind palace all the panels that weren't as good. Um, I think my favorite one was probably um, the Women of Deep Space Nine one, primarily because the Nav visitor was able to zoom in. I was like, the oh, Nav's here. That was exciting. I was excited to like see her, even though she wasn't there like physically. I wish they actually did that with more panelists. I would have been, I think that would have been more interesting. But there weren't. Yeah, that, I don't that, understand yeah. why that didn't happen. But a lot of yeah, I think we, a lot we only of had at least the panels we were at. Only I yeah, there was Michelle Heard, and then um, there was the Na, and then I was like, oh, that's it. You know, most of the other ones they didn't. They could. I, I feel they could have, but they didn't. So, um, yeah. But yeah, I would say that those are the highlights for me. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I really, I did enjoy that panel. I did enjoy the Picard panel before that one. Um, no, that's right. You know, I, I do, I, you know, I think it's awesome to see these new young actors and their first acting jobs and meeting Patrick Stewart and uh, sure. hearing about that experience and how the cast looks at Picard, especially Patrick, uh, you sure. know, Sir Patrick looks at the series Picard as an ensemble, not as a, mm-hmm. as a, uh, you know, a singular lead um show so yeah i thought that was really interesting Uh, i loved hearing about their experiences first meeting him and just acting i thought they really um isa's story about how she developed the three characters that she played Mm -hmm. evolved over time i mean i think that that was really cool so i really enjoyed that one i enjoyed the women of deep space nine um you know definitely some you know yeah, uh, Nana, it was great to see her even by Zoom. I wish she had yeah. been there. If she had been there, I think we would have probably gotten a picture with her. Oh, my God. So, uh, so that would have been awesome. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed, uh, I definitely enjoyed those. I um, I enjoyed uh, Oded and uh, who is with Oded? Jane Brooke? Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah, and Cornwell, Admiral Cornwell, and and the uh, the woman who plays the voice of Discovery. Um, I I really enjoyed. I think you know Oded just is an awesome guy. First of all, but he's also a Star mm. Trek fan. He's a fan. Yeah, that was cool. You know, he shared about how his first time seeing the Discovery Bridge, mm-hmm. and he called his wife, and she thought he he was talking about some bridge like physical bridge that, you know, you cross over or whatever. Uh, So none of his family is, is uh, our fans. So, uh, so I really enjoyed hearing him, you know, Jane Brooke is just an awesome actress and uh, entertainer herself. Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. So it was great to hear from her. I actually forgot that Oded was in uh, the mummy. Um, 
he's the oh yeah guy. i did not remember that yeah like wait was it the mommy or the scorpion king maybe it was the scorpion king i i don't remember confused but um it was a long that was a long time ago yeah so it was that was really enjoyable i actually was really impressed with uh walter Koenig. Because he just ran from end to end to to interact with the fans oh, so, of this big stage. You know, he got up. He didn't stay seated. Uh, I thought that was really good. I mean, all the you know the the big stars were that were there that actually came were all of the original series yeah, well, you know, series uh, George Takai who Takai got a quick Takai. Oh gosh, I still say that Takai. I got to remember two K and say oh Takai. Um, he was good. Uh, I had specific issues with the interviewer for him, but that's another story. Oh my God. So I think, you know what? I I do want to say something about it. I, you know, I won't call that person out by name, but I will say that as an interviewer at a convention, this is my feedback to anyone who might be listening, who might someday be on stage interviewing someone in front of a large group or even a small group, the interview is not about you. And the interview is about Mm. the person you're interviewing. And that's your job as an interviewer to bring out stories from the person and uh, highlight. I don't like any of the moderators, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, You know, but that particular one really irritated me because I know you were you were definitely irritated. You had a lot of commentary to me. And I I mean, I didn't like any of them. So it was all kind of like just baseline for me. But yeah, that one, no, that one really irritated me because I, I was there. Uh, you know, it's just so. Yeah. So my advice to any interviewer, future, past, present, whatever. It's about the star or the person you're interviewing, not about you. Correct. And uh, give the audience as much time as you can with that star is my um feedback so i think uh i think that would be my advice for all of these i mean you know there there are some questions that kind of get things going but mm-hmm. and hand it off to the fans i mean the fans are the ones who paid to be there and paid to see these people so it's about these people no one came to see these moderators to be honest um yeah so you know that is uh that is my feedback on that. I, I thought it was <laughs> Some cool. Notes. Those are my notes. Yes. Notes. Um, I have other notes, but that's I have many notes. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I enjoyed the five seconds we had with George Takei. Oh, my God. It was like very brief. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, I, it was so brief that, you know, he was making the Vulcan salute sign, which he always does. Mm-hmm. And we did nothing. We just stood there. I mean, the picture is good, but, you know, we didn't do anything because we literally walked in, had two seconds to process the experience, right. turn, face the camera, and then get ushered out. It was the quickest photo op I have ever been in. And, You've been in many. Uh, I didn't, like, you know, I didn't even get, you know, fortunately, I didn't even get to have the moment of deer in headlights because it was so quick. <laughs> Um, it was really fast. It was like a little bit too assembly line for me. I mean, I, it's not like I need to have a conversation with the guy. I get it. But at least give us like a few more seconds. It was like literally five seconds. Yeah, it like really was. Not even exactly. It wasn't, you know, 
they were just I, trying to get people in and out as quickly as possible yeah it was just like really fast and i mean i get it but i also like i quite honestly like i was starstruck i don't think i've ever been that close to george takei oh you know it was cool to see him he smiled at you when you walked in mm-hmm. uh, which was really awesome i hope i smiled back i don't even know i, I was just trying to get into place i didn't even look at him yeah yeah so it's just you know i um but anyway uh i am i'm hoping that i can figure out a way to reach out to george and see if he would come on our podcast and talk to us sure it's worth um, a try so that was that was a highlight uh, i'm trying to think of anything else well me you know i enjoyed the vendors room but i enjoyed really meeting our sponsors fansets in person fansets. Um, John and Lou are awesome. Uh, we had a great time talking with them and seeing mm-hmm. them and everyone who works with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Laureen and Emily or um, so it was just it was just really great to to meet them. And they mm-hmm. are so nice and so such great guys, such a great company. And uh, I picked up a few pins. You did, and I bought you a few pins. You bought me a few pins, and yeah. uh, and they're already in the f- pin board, but I, I have pictures of them, so I'll put them up on social. Wait, how many pins did you get in total? Total, I got 12, uh, no, 10 pins. Okay. So 10 pins total, which included the fans, Fan Geeks Party one, which, you know, were, would have been given out in the Fan mm-hmm. Geeks Party Friday night, but... Uh, because I was that canceled. Did not happen, that did know? not happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I fortunately, you asked on the second day that we were back there if they had any discovery badges, and they did. I know. So that was super exciting. You're welcome. And then I saw today on social, I had opened up Twitter for half a second. Uh huh. Try not to jump into that pool too often because it's like a, it's a cesspool. It's a cesspool. But I I see that they are possibly doing a Wrath of Khan, or they have a Wrath of Khan uh, badge coming out, which okay. is pretty cool. Uh, right. So I'm excited about that. Uh, but I picked up some new ones. I picked up Michael Burnham in her new in her season three end of season three uniform. I picked up Guinan. Both mm-hmm. of those are going to be available on fan sets soon. And uh, yeah. I picked up a few others. Yeah. The Jerry Ryan one, which is really huge. awesome. Huge and large. Gorgeous. Uh, we I got a Nana visitor pin and a number one pin. So a lot number of you know, everything. Pin. What number uh, one pin? The dog? No, no, no. Uh, number one. Number one from Strange New World. Oh, okay. Okay. From Women of Trek. Their Women of Trek series. So, yeah. Um so my women of treks uh that number one mm-hmm. uh got expanded as well uh, i'm trying to think if they oh and i got an idic pin which i really like as well that's right so yeah um so yeah it was it was a lot of fun we the other so huge shout out for this one the other part of this whole whole experience was meeting other people from our network in person Yes, definitely. And that was that was fun. a lot of fun. Uh, meeting Mike and Jamie from the Divine Treasury. 
uh, and also meeting Sabrina and, and Su Sabrina. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. And I also got to meet uh, Fran, who's also another sci-fi sister, sister on uh, Sunday on the panel. That's right. That's um, right. The panel that I did not participate in. No, but I, I did. I opted out of. You opted out, yes. Yeah. Uh, which is, you know, fine. I, you know, yeah, it's you, fine. I don't care. You you do you do social media for your full time job. Well, I, I also saw this trip as a vacation, and the right. last thing I wanted was to do think yeah. about any yeah, yeah. presentation, anything work related. I'm like, no. Yeah, so. no, totally understandable. So no, I uh, so I represented us on this panel about social media yeah. and and there were plenty of people on stage. I was like, oh yeah, representation. There was, there. yep, so, there was a there was totally a good fine. good good number of people on the stage. So mm -hmm. we probably could have talked for another hour, Ugh. um, but it was an hour. It was a forty five minute panel or something. Yeah, like forty five minutes. So that was also fun. I enjoyed that. And then had to quickly say my goodbyes and then run back to the <laughs> and ran to the airport. Yeah. And then we ran to the airport and we got security really quickly. It yeah. Was fast. yeah, yeah, it was, it was fast. super fast. So everything went really smoothly. Uh, you know, the flight home felt a little crowded and mm -hmm. um, just a little bit. Yeah, but it's okay. But we made it back. We survived. We made it back. Uh, and yeah. there were no big delays on this trip, unlike your last trip. Right. And uh, also got to meet up with one of my friends who lives in Las Vegas, Michael, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and his husband, Javier. So that was fun. That was a nice uh, distraction from the conference as well, the convention. Mm -hmm. Right. So that was fun, catching up with them as well. So, yeah, it was a, it was a good trip yeah um, yeah we got along we travel well together apparently. yeah it was fine yeah yeah i had no issues there was some screaming but you know that's par for I mean, the course yeah it's sort of i really felt like it was sort of like boimler screaming you know basically um you know i felt like mariner and just uh hearing the screams and then i only really responded to the screams when they were like slightly higher pitched <laughs> and Maybe there was more associated noise, but other than that, uh, yeah. Yeah, we totally got um, along. It's totally fine. We did. I mean, this is the first time we traveled together, like, one-on-one, -on -one, so. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, uncertain how it would go, but it was totally fine. Yeah, it was. It was good. So, yeah. So, good yeah. Trip. Uh, yeah, definitely. What do you, what, you have something else? Go well, no, it. we were going to give it a grade. Oh, yeah. So, how? what would you grade it, and do you want to give it do you want to give it a couple of reasons of why course. you give it a C plus? You think I'm just gonna leave it at C plus? I'm gonna I'm, no, I'm, I'm ready to rattle off my notes. So yes. overall, well, maybe just choose I, a few notes. Yeah, just not uh, all. Of you know, notes. um, the lady doc protests too much, but you know, like, yeah, I <laughs> did not like the conference. I overall, yes, there are a few highlights, but overall, I just um, I thought it was not great. Like, it was just overall like. Well, first of all, I think that not having the Paramount CBS uh, sign of approval and having the license is really, it, it really impacted the whole experience. Yes. Um, they couldn't have any Star Trek signage. Um, there was like, you know, this weird emblem that they were using that I don't know, there's some mythology behind it. I don't know what it was. Um there was just like, I was just like, it was kind of just like a sci-fi conference that was like Star Trek oriented, essentially, for all intents and purposes. Um, 
I mentioned this to you, like, you know, because they're not ordained by Paramount CBS, um, they, they don't, there are no like big announcements, there are no trailers, no big surprises, which I think, you know, it's not that that necessarily makes the conference, but that kind of surprise and delight from, um, you know, the, the official brand is always something that is interesting. Like, you know, even like going, seeing conferences remotely, like even, you know, even though we haven't been to any, like those announced, those surprise announcements, surprise guest appearances, it's like, what? It's like, you know, like even when they announced Picard like a few years ago, two years ago, I don't remember, it's all a blur. Um, that, was like a total, years, yeah. that was a total mind fuck. I was like, what? And yeah. even if I was there, I'd be like, oh my God, get me out. Like in a good way. Yeah. So there yeah. were none of those kind of moments. Yep. Um, and then obviously the pandemic put a damper on things. So a lot of people couldn't make it. A lot of people had to like pull out. A lot of the folks that we wanted to see couldn't go. Um, there were there was a definite lack of A-listers. Um, other than yes, the original TOS cast, um, who, you know, again, I'm not the biggest TOS fan, so it was fine seeing them. Um, George Okay, I I I didn't really feel anything like you know, even seeing him for some odd reason. Um, it was fine, it was fine, you know, but like um basically there was there's no representation from TNG except for Denise Crosby, right? Was there anyone else? No, no. There was no one else. Um, so yeah, there was just like, you know, like between the pandemic and the fact that it is not Star Trek licensed and some folks had to go last minute to Toronto for last minute Discovery season four shoots. Like it was like, all right. Um, and then overall, it just felt very bloated. Um, I do not enjoy the panels where they are interviewing people that appeared in one episode 25 years ago. I think those are dumb. Um, it's just like a complete, it, you know, like the Vorto one, right? Like Jeffrey Combs, great. You know, Jeffrey Combs is awesome. But then there are like these three other people on stage with him that were like, yeah, I was in one episode. I'm like, why are you here? Why am I listening to you? Um, I just don't care. I don't care. Um, and honestly, there was a lot, there were a lot of panels like that, that were like, just like very BC list. Um, Star Trek BC list, which is basically DE list, you know, like people that don't work anymore. Like Molly O'Brien. I'm like, why the fuck is Molly O'Brien on stage? Who the kid? Who the? She was like, and we, she was asked questions. She was like, yeah, I was a kid, you know. I'm like, oh my god, like why is she here? Like why is she on a panel? Um, respectfully, that was the women of DS9 panel, but. And everyone else on stage, including Nana Visitor, was great. But then I was like, why is Molly, why is Molly O'Brien here? Like, there was just, like, things like that that just made it feel very bloated. And there was just, like, so much fact to it. It didn't have to be five days. Um, like, I just have so many complaints. Um, so I'm glad that Star Trek, the Star Trek Mission Chicago conference is only three days. I think that it's going to be a lot. Hopefully, I'm hoping that's a lot tighter, um, a lot more condensed. Um, and honestly, like it, I think it feels it would feel better if there's like more. It's more eventized in the sense that you know there's they're more spectacular. It's like you have few, you know it's quality versus quantity. You know what I mean? And I feel that this conference of quantity over quality. You just had like 
because they had to fill all these gaps that these A-listers left. Um, plus, you know, I think you and I probably, you, I know you have some thoughts about like how they can make the conference more intimate. Like it just didn't, I don't know. Like, obviously it was great to see other folks from Trek Geeks, but moments like that were, or opportunities like that were um, few and far between and not well facilitated. So in any case, yes, those are my three major points about the conference, which, and this is why I gave it, initially it was like B minus, I told you it was B and a minus, but then on Saturday I changed to C plus because the, the panels were so terrible. I was just like, no, I'm, getting, I'm deducting like a grade. So in any case, those are my thoughts. I don't need to go back next year. No, I, I, I hear you on a lot of those things and I agree with you. Um, you know, I, I give it a B minus. Okay, you went uh, up a I little bit. You originally like a C. I went up a little, yeah, I, I went up a little bit. Um, I, I agree that it, it felt bloated. I agree that there is a definite bloatedness and, um, you know, five days is a lot, lot of time and for not a lot of A-listers, you know, not a, you know, it doesn't need to be five days. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, yeah, I just felt that there was a lot of filler there, but I, you know, I, I did enjoy more of the panels than you. I didn't mind some of the, the lesser known people simply because they were on stage with the other characters and they were, you know, they weren't, they got some questions, but they weren't, they weren't a major focus of it. Um, so, uh, you know, that was fine. I, I also... I mean, we didn't go to a lot of panels, by the way. Like, there no, were a we lot, didn't, no. We you know, in the... the panels that we went to were probably more, like, there was more to them. Yes. So, yes. But there yeah. were, like, many other panels that were, like, even more filler Yeah, yeah. I mean, we didn't... I wouldn't say that each of our days was filled with going to these things. You know, no. we... You know, so I think on average, you probably went to like there was there were a couple of days where we went to like two conferences, like two panels rather. Panels, yeah. And yeah. maybe three. Yep. No, it was. Yeah, it was kind of and and because because of COVID, you know, and all of the cancellations, you know, also the cancellations included the you know vendors. You know, the vendors room mm -hmm. felt very, you know, very sparse. I mean, I so this was my first Star Trek convention. I I don't know whether this is. A problem or 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 um or not but having been to four or five new york comic cons mm -hmm. um that's what i have to compare it to sure and uh comic con is four days and you know for for comic con i went for the vendors room because the vendors room there is enormous right right and there's always more to see there uh mm -hmm. it is a filled um, and then oh, there's yeah. Artist Alley, and then there's also the panels. And, you know, I picked and choose the panels for when I've gone to Comic-Con. I would probably pick one or maybe two a day. But you were in a long line waiting for these. and they, But they did have you queue up way in advance as well. So sure. it's definitely run differently. Uh, Read Pop, I'm pretty sure, is running Chicago. Mm -hmm. uh, and yep. Repop does does New York Comic Con, and they they run it really efficiently and uh, really well. So I I think that this is going to be a, a much different experience in Chicago uh, for that. And also, um, 
you know, already we've already got four stars who are committed to going. Um, Catherine Janeway, Kate Mulgrew, uh, Rafi, uh, Michelle Hurd, Will Wheaton, and Anthony Rapp just announced that he's going to mm -hmm. go. So already you have, um, and, and, and by the way, Anthony Rapp was there on the last day in the afternoon that we were there. Uh, you know, we were, they were going to be on stage at two. Our flight was at three. So we yeah, there's totally no missed. And we got there partway through Wednesday that, um, that, you know, we missed the first, we missed some pride stuff. We missed some pride stuff on the first day and we missed the first discovery panel, which was like Patrick. And I actually don't even know. Uh, I think David Tomlinson was on there. Like, I can't remember who the other two people were. Oh, uh, the person, um, oh, uh, Janet Kidder was on that panel. And also the woman who plays uh, the Vulcan leader, the uh, Navarre leader. But oh, she's she's know. actually the one that got called back to yeah, you're right. yeah, from, our, for, from our filming. So that mm -hmm. was even as we kind of got there. So we didn't really get to see that. Um, and then also on the last day was Enterprise. It was a, basically an Enterprise and Discovery Day. But again, I, I think that the big thing for us, I think it would have been com a completely different experience if the Next Generation crew was there, mm -hmm. the cast, and that there were some Next Generation panels. And there, were, there was nothing. Uh, and I think that that's probably the most disappointing part for us as our first time Star Trek convention next generation is sort of our star trek and even though i grew up watching some tos uh next generation was really when my fandom got going i even though i did love tos as a as a younger kid but uh and watched it with my uncle but uh, and read the the novels the pocket novels um but my fandom really would i would say really kicked off even more when next generation came on right, and right magazines sure. and figures and like a little bit more toys and things like that but anyway so that was really disappointing i i want to touch on i think the intimacy factor here i think um first of all i think that conventions need to offer spaces and facilitators for meeting people mm -hmm. especially if you consider the fact that most people who kind of are in fandom in this way are looking for community uh certainly are are probably on average more introverted than extroverted so that's where the facilitation comes in it needs to be a smaller room not with a lot of music yes you can have some drinks or whatever but i just think there needs to be something along that and i think you need to do it consistently i also mm -hmm. really felt it was I mean, I'm just gonna be honest. I felt it was really insensitive to have Pride and Trek Day be the very first day. And the reason why I think that is, is because why I feel that way is because, you know, you and I are, um, you know, we, we do well in our jobs and in our life. Uh, but mm. some people scrounge and save for this whole thing and can come on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. It's certainly like people in the LGBTQ community and, and you know, POC community, you know, a lot of a lot of them really can't take five days off for a convention. Sure. And yeah. so, you know, in my opinion, you know, having the pride in Trek Day be that very first day, I think was sort of 
insensitive and uh, just not um, well thought out at all. So, you know, that was, you know, we got there. There was also some miscommunication about the time that it was at. And, um, you know, again, when we walked in, it was just there was someone on stage. I don't even remember what was going on, but it just did it was not confusing. Seem, it, was confusing. it did not seem uh, like it was really a an event for, you know, meetup. So I think that there needs to be spaces for different meetups. I think there needs to be facilitators for those meetups and so that people can get to know one another. And I think it needs to take into effect, into account um, that, you know, LGBTQ and POC people may not be there at the beginning of the, in the middle of the week, you know, for the most part. So I, I think that that that's one of my biggest things is, is that and, and just helping people meet people. Even, mm -hmm. you know, even if it's just for a short time, yeah, mixers are, can be uncomfortable, especially for, um, for well, that's why it needs to be facilitated. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So there's that. So, you know, that's my, my other biggest complaint, you know, I'd like to like to see some more diversity in events and things going on, but also just something to help fans build community, uh, you know, so that's that's really why I give it a B minus. Uh, but I think, you know, as I've been talking this out, I think that the lack of that and the lack of the next generation cast being there. Um, I mean, they all weren't. I mean, Patrick was never coming, but <laughs> Jonathan, Lavar, Gates, Brent all backed out. Right. right. Uh, you know, Denise was there. Um, in the in the vendors room but mm -hmm. um so yeah i just that you know that's why i i think you know i think it just needs to I, I think it needs some some something new to kind of bring life to it but i think also that the right, fact right. that they lost the licensing is the biggest factor to that no it, it definitely had an impact even like not like i've been to past sort of conferences but it it you felt that it it felt like less legit you know that's the problem yeah, it, it felt like a like a fan conference, like fan run conference. So yeah, yeah, and I, and I, actually, I believe that you know probably some fan run conferences are much tighter and much better. <laughs> Maybe. Um, so anyway, but you know, I, I you know there were some good moments. We did have a good time. You know, we made the the best of it and had a good time on those things that we loved and uh the other times we went out to eat and we just took our time and yeah it's fine relaxed and uh and that was fine too so yeah we got to sleep late it was nice yeah that was nice too yeah so all right well i think that's enough on the convention uh if you do have any questions out there dear listeners and want to know more about what we're what we shared uh about the convention definitely shoot us an email at deepspacepride at gmail.com or you can dm us on instagram or twitter twitter thank you <laughs> wow uh oh, deep space pride so good job good job thanks all right let's get into talking about lord x yes let's do it 
Hmm, looks like you took a full load of strange energy straight to the cortex. What is strange energy, Doctor? Electrical phenomena with unknown properties. It can have all sorts of physical effects. Unlock parts of the brain, even endow godlike powers. Humanity has a complicated relationship with organized religion. Well, strange energies doesn't. Ever hear of Gary Mitchell? Oh, it got real weird real fast. Oh! Those energies weren't that strange. I'm fine. Now unhand me! I must rise! And he's hovering! I think he might be going godlike on us! So Strange Energies, episode one. We we join back up with the crew of the Cerritos. Yeah, yeah. I think it's three months later after the finale. It's like two or three months later. I yeah. need to rewatch the episode again. I th- I'm pretty sure it's like, it's two or three months, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, what, uh, so we get to watch it on the morning it came out in Las Did. Vegas. Yeah, uh, we, we watched were it in our room. On our Starbucks venti cold brew coffees. Yes, we, we were, were, we were doing that. That's one watched. thing I look forward to every morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was also uh, a highlight. Our, our coffee was definitely a highlight of the mornings. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, we basically joined them. Like two or three months later, life has kind of settled back down to routine, except Boimler's not there. And we don't and get Boimler, to see Boimler. Definitely miss Boimler, although you get a quick view of him at yeah. the beginning and at the end of the episode. But uh, I have to say that I, and right before we recorded, I watched the opening scene again. And I, okay. I, ju- I just love the opening scene. Uh, I mean, you the break out from the Cardassian prison. I mean, it's like so much throwback, you know? Yeah. I love it. A lot to ch- Chain of Command. Yeah, there, you know, yeah, shout out to Chain of Command and Boimler mm-hmm. being tied up and said they keep on showing me lights. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mariner basically driving a uh, Miranda class starship. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was he- honestly brought to life really well. Yes, it was. Yeah, they did a really bridge, good job. The bridge animation was awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it was so well done that uh, I heard on another podcast, actually, uh, Drawn to Trek. I did listen to that. So one, Which I one? Drawn to Ta- Trek. So mm-hmm. Aaron Harvey and Jess, who we met on that panel, on that live stream uh, months ago at the end of June, um they're doing a drawn to track and they reviewed the first episode and oh, I, okay. listened, I listened to most of it i don't i think i didn't get around to um finishing it but the one thing about the miranda class that i've paid attention to this time was that it's called the uss mcduff oh okay i didn't see the um didn't it's a miranda class starship and then there are a bunch of starships i didn't spend time like figuring out one i guess there were some delta flyers there was, oh, okay. You know, there was some other ships, Gemadar ships or whatever. Wow. There are, but there are a lot. I mean, if you freeze framed hmm. each each one, each moment of that episode of that opening, you could probably pick out a bunch of different yeah, ships. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot stuffed in there. I mean, there were it was like a ship graveyard. There was there were a lot yeah, of ships. It was there, a yeah. ship graveyard. But I just enjoyed that. I enjoyed her banter with the Cardassian. Um I was kind of I was slightly disappointed that it was a holodeck program. I know, yeah. I mean, like, when we were first watching it and Boiler says, I'm a hologram, I was like, would he just say he's a hologram? Yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is a holodeck. 
Yeah, I was a little bummed about that. I thought it'd be cool if uh, she was on a mission and went to save Boimler or something, and um, that it would just would have been fun to yeah. to see how that plays out. But yeah, so and then uh, the other part of this beginning part is like the she has to freeze the program because someone buzzes the hollow deck, yeah. and it's Jennifer the Andorian who she shouts at at the end of and the season finale she's leaving boimler a message on the titan and jennifer says hey can you be quiet and she's like shut up jennifer so we oh i don't to, remember that yeah we get to oh, see funny. see jennifer the andorian uh in this episode interrupt her holodeck program and everything's kind of frozen the the cardassian's mouth is kind of frozen open so it was, you yeah. know it was just a fun opening um and then we kind of go into this this again second contact mission mm -hmm. which is what the cerritos does it's their specialty it is yeah i um you know i i i liked so there was like a plot b plot i'm trying to think which one's so b plot is tendy and rutherford a plot is ransom and his Ascension, ascension to Gary Mitchell godlikeness. Um, yes. And yeah, like I thought it was good. I mean, like, um, you know, I, I love the Gary Mitchell call out and like the the infographic on the the view screen. On the screen yep. There's also on uh, uh, the doctor's pad as well. Oh, was it? Okay. Okay. Yep. That's funny. Um, but uh, you know the the whole catalyst to that is the the whole thing um, just between Mariner and her mom and just how we've seen their relationship change a little bit um, from last season to this season and they're kind of trying to make it work and it's kind of working but is it working and it's like the cat it's basically the impetus for like you know the whole the whole uh, comedy of errors essentially that this episode is um yeah. which i liked I, I you know i like to call back to um where no man's gone before and that whole yeah the whole thing with ransom i think it went on for a little bit too long like the gags with ransom maybe a little bit um but it was still enjoyable. I mean, I, you know, like it was still fun to watch. And the big giant floating head, that's such a Star Trek thing, you know, like that's it's always like a trope. Um, and then I, and Tendi, you know, I adore Tendi. Tendi is so like, I, I really relate to Boimler, obviously, and Tendi's absolute fixation. Like when she fixates on something, she can't stop. And I totally relate to that. Like, I totally get it. Um, and she's just so, you know, it comes from a good place. And it, she's very sweet. But, it, you know, she always goes overboard. But I, I totally understand. Yeah, she goes a bit crazy in this episode. And, you know, yeah, I think I actually think that that went on a little bit too long as well. Oh, I think that I thought that yeah, I thought that that was a little bit much. Uh, you know what? One thing I realized, I I missed Boimler in this episode. Yeah. There was something lacking, you know? There was something, like, missing in the dynamics of it all. Yep. Um, because usually, like, 
at least in the last season one, we have like Mariner and Boimler going at it and then Tendi and Rover going at it. Um, and there was something a little bit off with Boimler not being there and yeah. us not seeing him till like basically the very end. Um, yeah. So I don't think- I was trying to put my of... finger on it. I was like, something's missing. And then I was like, Boimler's missing. Yeah, I think that Ransom kind of played into, you know, I, you know, I, I love Mariner. I thought she was a little disrespectful to Ransom. That's nothing. Though. No, I know. But it was just even it felt a little bit more escalated, like, uh, which is which is the impetus for the whole thing. Like Ransom felt undermined as first right. officer. You know, so when he got these powers, he wanted to take over and then he wanted to take over the ship. And mm. uh, but it also brings out the fact that neither Carol nor Beckett really are enjoying their dynamic. And uh, so, you know, that comes out uh, through this whole experience. But Mariner's solution is the right solution, like to, uh, you know, basically kick him in the neutral zone as they said yeah. uh and every time he's he, always he right though she's most she's right like 90 percent of the time yeah yeah so you know i enjoyed that uh but yeah i agree that there was something missing and i think things were like sort of drawn out a little too much too long um mm -hmm. but uh yeah you know a lot of and also you know with the the tendy and rutherford piece it did feel like going over the same ground as last year. Sure. Um, yeah. It just, you know, I, you know, I like her obsessiveness, but also like the whole thing about the pairs and like, she did like, he's dating the, the trill again. I yeah. I don't remember, trill, I don't remember. either. Uh, you know, it just, it just felt like it, you know, going over new, you know, over the same ground. And I understand it's because Rutherford has no memory of what has happened before. So mm -hmm. there's that piece. So, yeah, I just, you know, I, I enjoyed it, but I, I felt that it was lacking and just a little bit too long in some parts and a little bit too repetitive, but yeah, the opening sequence was just awesome. Uh, right. You know, hearing Boimler scream at the end on the Titan, uh, which we'll get to see <laughs> next week in the second yeah. episode. Uh, I watched 10 minutes of episode two. I, I yeah, so there's, there's uh, yeah, so it, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that next week, but uh, yeah, definitely, I definitely long for Boimler to return and the dynamic to return to the four of them mm -hmm. and, and the, the trouble that they get themselves into. So I'm excited to see where that goes. Even uh, episode two, I haven't finished the whole thing, but we definitely see more Boimler. I'm like, oh, I miss him. Yep. Yeah. yeah. There's this, you know, some something that was missing in episode one with him not there. Yeah. And even though in episode two, he's not with them, I'm like, oh, you know, like it's just nice to have him back. But he's the same Boimler. He's the uh, same. He's the same. <laughs> So yeah, uh, yeah. So you know, kudos to Mike McMahon. Another, another great job. Uh, they're already working on season three, and we've just started season two. So clearly, it's a huge success, and there's more of it coming. 
and uh, we've got nine more episodes to go. And and then we still have not been told. I know. I'm surprised that they haven't said anything. I am 99% sure, though, that's going to be Prodigy next. Well, we'll find out, I, I guess. I can't remember when First Contact Day is. No, it's not First Contact Day. First Contact Day. Oh, Star Trek Day? Star Trek Day. There is a Star Trek Day. What is Star Trek Day? Like, I don't remember. I, I, I heard of it. I've heard of it. I don't even know what's supposed to celebrate. I don't remember either. All right. So there's well, something there coming up, I think, in September. Maybe it's, oh, Star Trek Day is the day that it first aired. First aired, probably. Yeah. So there, mm-hmm. there might be something around that time. I forget what day it is uh, in September, but. I have Speaking no idea. Of September. So any other thoughts uh, on the first episode of Lower Decks? Um, I am trying to think if I had any other thoughts, but I don't. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I think we covered it all. Yeah. yeah, I I mean, we covered the major points of it. Um, yeah, you know, I, I do agree that there was a little bit of, I, I mean, it was it, there was a little repetition of um, character moments, but at least they're consistent. <laughs> at least they're consistent. Um, I am. I do want to see the characters evolve and grow. I do think that we got that in season one, um, where just character relationships change over time. Um, I did, you know, I have heard some. I have listened to other podcasts where some of them felt like this is kind of like a reset um, going from the fallout from the finale of season one to basically the status quo of what was before. I can kind of see that. I mean, like, I'm, I'm interested to see where they take the boiler piece of it. Cause that's like the biggest variable um, that is operating in this equation right now, but you'll have answers yeah. by the end of the episode, by end of episode two. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. All right. There, there are answers. So, okay. yeah. Okay. Wow. Um, and we'll talk about them next week. Okay. Well, there we are. There. Cool. Cool. Well, um, September is coming up, and oh. our one-year anniversary is coming up too. So, all right. It's uh, all right. It's it is it's more yes, than all right. It's very it's, exciting. It's very exciting. Yeah, so yeah. we are going to be doing a giveaway. And we'll have more details of that in the future weeks. Uh, I, think, I think I need more details about what we're doing. Well, we, we've only talked briefly about it, but we'll have some. <laughs> we'll have some uh, giveaways, and uh, yeah, we will um, give you more details about that. But that's coming up in some September. sort of swag, some Chachkeys. sort of swag. Yes, paraphernalia. <laughs> yes, things. Yes. <laughs> We're gonna give away your pocketbook collection. Oh, I did what? So the one thing I I still do have on my on my bookshelf, um, and I was going to bring it to, and I didn't. You didn't. Uh, but just so our listeners know, I the only Star Trek books I have with me would be the Star Trek Encyclopedia TNG, like the TNG era kind of uh, Star Trek Encyclopedia first edition. And then the TNG tech manual. And I was going to bring the tech manual to Vegas because Denise Makokuda and Rick Sternbeck were going to be there, but I didn't bother. I was going to have them sign it, but I was like, it's okay. I don't want to pack something else. 
Well, Mike, Mike and Denise did not do any autographs. Uh, but we saw them in the hallway. We did see them in the hallway. And they did have a panel. Yeah, didn't. when we got to the panel, they had already departed. Um, but so they... Um, Why did we go to that one? I think it was for the next one. Maybe. Oh, no, I'm saying, why don't we go to theirs? I think we were running late that morning. Oh, okay, yeah, we weren't rushing. Uh, okay. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, there it is. There it is. Uh, mine um, is still in storage. I have the original, not the original. I have a copy of the Starfleet manual. Uh, I also have the Enterprise uh tech manual and the new next generation tech manual mm-hmm. the uh, original enterprise tech manual yeah it's the blue one it's mr scott's guide to the enterprise mm-hmm. so i still have that somewhere and i have i have a collection of pocket books uh that are probably my favorites i think i've over time i've shedded the less than favorites and I just kept my favorite favorites. Mm-hmm. They're all in storage. Um, I do need to go get them at some point. I don't know. I have so many of them back um, at my parents' house. Yeah, maybe it's you should fine. pack them up and take them to Chicago, and you can sell them. Sell them. Sell them. You can have <laughs> the. You can have a vendor I have, table. I have a lot, actually. It's like, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think which ones I would even want to keep. Imzadi, of course. Imzadi. We, we, we did not see that. We, I wonder if we had found Imzadi 2, whether you would have gotten it or not. Imzadi 2, Love Triangle? Love Triangle. Um, um, you, oh, did you ever read uh, Vendetta? That was a good uh, one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Really I read uh, Vendetta, the Borg one, right? Yeah, the Borg one. I, don't, I can't tell you anything about it, but I know that I did. It was with like... Well, Gaina was in it, and then there was someone else. Wasn't it an alternate universe? No, it was Prime. Uh, the Planet Killer was in it. Oh, okay. Um, there are fragments. <laughs> there were just fragments. Yeah, you're really good about remembering details like that. I am actually currently reading the newest Picard novel, Rogue Elements. Oh, what the hell was that? It's about Rios. Um, oh, okay, great. And happens before Picard. It happens in 2391. Is it 2491? Yeah, 2391. Yes, this is before Picard. This is 2391. And now they just switched over to 2392. Okay. So it's actually really good. It's actually really enjoyable. You really get a sense of uh, Rios. And uh, Rafi's in there on the communicator. But mm-hmm. it's really around Rios and kind of his oh. adventures and things. So it's actually mm-hmm. really good. I'm enjoying it. So mm-hmm. John Jackson Miller. That's the other thing, uh, speaking of which, there weren't really any authors there either and i know that uh i think it's is a it dragon con is the big author one in like outside of dc i think convention but uh there weren't any real really uh, there weren't any author tables there per hmm. se that was another thing that's sort of missing that or missed opportunity i don't know or maybe no one maybe they don't I, come I don't know. that's very it's kind of niche relatively i think uh, maybe 
maybe. So anyway, so we've got our one year anniversary coming up. We've got Yay. more lower decks coming up. Uh, we're mm-hmm. hoping for an announcement maybe on Star Trek Day in September of what is next after uh, after uh, lower decks and. We know that Discovery is still filming. So we know that uh, Michael Burnham and Doug Jones. September 8th. September 8th, okay. Star Trek Day. Uh, that's uh, coming up. Original Great. series, TOS premiered on September 8th, 1966. Yep. There we so are. We've got that coming up. And uh, yeah, so we're still waiting on more news. But uh, And unfortunately, you know, like you said, this Vegas conference just didn't have any of that kind of news newsiness because it's no longer no. official star trek i mean they couldn't even have like an official lower deck screening it kind of had to be like oh it's a lower deck celebration and we'll happen to screen it kind of yeah which we weren't there we had already watched it anyway but yeah like so whatever. yeah that's it for that's all i've got for this week let's uh let's i think we've been going for almost an hour at this point correct so let's wrap this up for this week next week we'll talk about more lower decks. Do you want to talk about our sponsor? Oh, I already did, but yes, we can definitely talk about our sponsor. So, well, we didn't give away the promo code. The promo oh, code that no one knows you about and everyone needs to talk about it every week. That is true. So you're right. I did give a huge shout out about all the pins you can get from fansets.com. Mm-hmm. And John and Lou and the team at Fansets are awesome people. And they make really incredible pins. And uh yeah, I don't collect pins, but I can still admire the workmanship. Yeah, they're I good. mean, and their, their display they're was great. There's so many sets to choose from uh, and so many new pins coming out, including some of the ones I mentioned that you get. I get to pick up at the convention. But correct. Um, yeah, definitely. We want you all to go to fansets.com, pick a bunch of pins from your favorite series and put it into the cart and pay for it and pay for it but, but before we pay for it use our promo code yes our promo code is ds pride all caps. caps all one word and you'll get 10 percent off your order and if you order more than 30 dollars worth of pins you'll get free shipping in the us so go check them out they're awesome people they're an awesome company we are so grateful that they sponsor deep space pride and the truck geeks podcast network and uh, I'm excited to see them again in Chicago. And, uh, you know, yeah. So please go support them. They are awesome. So thanks to Fansets for supporting our podcast and thanks, for being Fansets. really awesome people. Thanks, Fansets. There we go. All right. <laughs> cool. Well, All right. Mike, well, it was great talking to you. I'm yeah, glad we got well, a chance to catch up after having spent so much time together. But, you know. Yes. It's never enough. We, we, we talk almost every day. I understand. I understand. All right. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll catch you next week. Bye, everyone.
Deep Space Pride is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. 